listeners, I am Amanda Starling, and you're listening to Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. music of the indie rock persuasion i'm amanda and i'm very excited to have you back once again this month for a brand new episode this time i'm talking to jamie coletta of side one dummy records side one dummy is one of my favorite labels i've been so fortunate to be able to listen to so many incredible releases from them over the past couple of years they're the host of bands like allison weiss jeff rosenstock smith street band pop among others but they're really doing some cool things right now in the scene. Um, Jamie and I talked a lot about the playlists that they have out there, the community playlists that got a lot of really cool attention for mixing up a lot of diverse artists along with a bunch of other really cool opportunities that the label is offering, talking about the presence of women within their workspace and just more and more cool things that are happening with the label. So I'm going to turn it over to our interview now. Spent the morning cleaning my room in the heart you'd ask to see it start let's pretend it's our birthday separated by a couple of years and I'll meet you on the corner of the water and the Elizabeth Street Welcome, Jamie. I'm so excited to have you here on Angry Girl Music. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. You know, it's kind of cool. You're my first guest that's on like an opposite coast from me. So this is kind of exciting. Oh, yeah. It's three o'clock. It's like mid-afternoon still. And you're yeah. already done. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. But, you know, it's got to be very exciting to be working at Side One Dummy. Can you kind of tell me what you do as far as like marketing goes there? 
Yeah. Um, so I started here about four years ago. And sorry for being on. <laughs> um, I started here about four years ago. And I was hired to do publicity. And <clears throat> just about, I would say, like a year ago, I took on all the marketing stuff. So I do like the advertising as well and like all the social media. Um, and it's great. And working here is amazing because it's a super small team. There's only six of us. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And we've kind of, the label itself has sort of gone through this like resurgence in the past couple of years of fans and also just our community that we've built with our fans and just the people that we work with. So it's nice to be in a small team and be able to kind of have our own positivity come out through the actual label and the work we do. Yeah, that's amazing. I wouldn't have imagined it was only six people. It seemed like you would at least have like a two dozen or something. That's a powerhouse yeah, right. that you have. Yeah, we are literally just six people. That's it. Two of the there's two co-owners who started the label in 1995, and um, then there's four. There's only four of the other. Uh, there's a general manager. There's me. Uh, there's someone who does production and like digital stuff, and then there's someone who does sales and tour marketing, and that's it. Wow, that's incredible. I can't believe that. You know, Side One Dummy is such a prominent label that comes forward, at least in my feed, because I get to see, you know, you're producing some really incredible musicians' work. I mean, Jeff Rosenstock, Smith Street Band, having Allison Weiss. It's amazing. How did you kind of find your way into the music business? Like, what was kind of your origin story with that? Um, I kind of didn't know it existed. I think I just really, my sister got me into like pop punk, um, when I was in high school and sat, I just started going to shows all the time and I just fell in love with the culture of like being at a show. And like, I would go to like, I would go to shows of bands I'd never heard of before just to be at a show and be in that like culture, like be around it. And, um, from there and like I just from being at shows and meeting bands and stuff I would like help hand out flyers or I'd work merch to help someone like I would just do things that I could do because like street teams and stuff like that just anything to feel closer to it and then um, I went to college for communications and it was only it was like, my freshman year while I was in school I just like realized that the school I was going to had a music business program so I like up until then didn't even really see it as a potential career um, and as soon as I found out there was a music business program, I tried really hard to get in, but my grades were really bad. So um, the the school itself that like the, the program was in, the dean did not, my grades were too low. And I wrote her this like, really, I wrote an essay about yellow cards. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I wrote like an essay just about like what I, why I want to work with music and music and what I eventually want to do. And like, even at that time, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just wanted to be around bands and like be working with bands. So, um, it was probably just my persistence and that passion that allowed me to get into the program, even though my grades were terrible. And it was funny. As soon as I got in the program, my grades got better because I was work, you know, doing stuff I actually cared about, but then from there, it was just easy. It was internships that, you know, I did at different places. I did one at an independent PR firm. I did one at a major record label. Um, I did one at like a nonprofit art school. So I did a bunch of internships and um, one thing led to another, I guess. And I started working. That's kind of it. That's awesome. Did you, which label did you start with? Were you with Side One Dummy first or did you kind of experiment with other no. labels? <laughs> Yeah, my first job, um, I was I worked at Capitol Records for a little while, and then I moved into a position at RCA. And I was at RCA for close to four and a half years, four and a half, five years. 
Um, and then from there, I came to side one. What made you decide to kind of go indie, come to side one? Well, it's kind of what I wanted to do in the first place. Um, and I wanted to work with bands I actually liked. But the job that I got first happened to be somewhere else. And I wasn't going to pass that up. You know, like it was a paying job with insurance and it was in music. And I figured at the very least I could learn stuff there and hopefully find my way back to what I like. And I did. So. That's awesome. Well, yeah. you know, you kind of mentioned about how you you wanted to actually work with bands that you liked. What was like the first band that you kind of fell in love with and, you know, decided that you wanted to be closer to music? You know, what kind of started you on the path of, hey, I want to fly or I want to participate and do merch and all that? I mean, I think it would be like things like Yellow Card, Take Back Sunday, Brand New, Against Me. Like those were some of like Anti-Fog. Those were like some of my first favorite bands. Mm -hmm. Um, I also loved like a lot of like the Fuel by Ramen or like Drive Through stuff. Um, All that whole world was just like something corporate. Like all that stuff was like I would go see those bands every time they were nearby. Um, My sister and I would travel. We would drive up to like Boston. Like we would drive places to see this stuff and like. That, that, that was sort of just like the type of me. I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to pinpoint it on just one band. I don't think it was just that whole scene was basically like, I just wanted to be on the other side of it, I guess. No, that's awesome. Like that whole era of music, you know, like the mid 2000s pop punk is something that shaped me too. So it's kind of cool yeah. to see how your music can kind of shape you and push you towards something that you really love. Um, yeah. how, how would you say the music business has possibly shaped you or what have you learned? People are terrible. <laughs> that is probably the, I, I'm, I tend to try, I, I used to, I think, think that people were inherently good. And I think the music business can possibly tell you the opposite. Um, but um, it definitely challenges your, you know, inner peace and ability to like, just find the good in people because music business is pretty, pretty messed up. Um, but That being said, there are definitely plenty of people who are doing it for the right reasons and who are in it for the right reasons. So I think learning that was like the biggest kind of shock for me was like, oh, wait. And I I learned most of that when I was at a major label where like everybody was terrible and like not so much the people I worked with, but just like the business in general of making pop stars that was like pretty gross. Um, And it's, you know, you can expect that, but it's just something different to see it firsthand. Can you kind of elaborate on a little bit of what you didn't like about it? I mean, you don't have to name names, obviously, but like, what was it specifically that kind of rubbed you wrong about it? I don't know. I can't, I don't know if I can do that without being specific. (laughs) Um, It's just, you know, it's a very, it's a very selfish type of career path, I guess. It's very like, at least from what I witnessed, it was very selfish. It was very like, um, treating art as more of a commodity than anything else. And for me, that's never been what it was. And I understand how it works. I understand that's how it has to work. But for me, it was like, I don't, this isn't how it has to work for me personally. You know, for me, art's not a commodity. It's art and it's whatever you interpret it as. But people are putting their dreams into this. You know, they're making records. They're like, whether it's a pop star or an indie band, it's like, this is their dream. And I don't want to treat it like anything other than that. Well, it's cool because like Side One Dummy does that very specifically. I mean, by working with people who are independent, I mean, Jeff Rosenstock specifically is one of those people that literally is defined by the art of creating music, not the profits that come with it or yeah. any sort of fame. So it's kind of cool that you found a home that allows you to do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, kind of unintentionally. Like, I always knew that, that side one existed. It was one of the labels that when I was still in college, I was like, I knew of the label. And I was like, that would be a cool place to work. Like, I knew it existed. I was a fan of some of the bands, but it was just like, I never, you know, Jeff wasn't on the label back then. So it's just mm-hmm. not, not like I knew that the things that I believe in would line up so perfectly with somebody like him or any of the artists on the label or my coworkers. Like, I never would have known that that was coming. It's just crazy how it all worked out. Yeah, that's just amazing, too. And to be able to kind of shape that culture, especially in like the modern era of producing music. And, you know, it kind of feels like finally DIY is starting to come forward again, and people are taking more control of their art. So that's there's probably so much that you learn from these artists. What has been one of your favorite memories of working with an artist at Side One? Hmm, I don't know. Um, I, I That's a tough question. I mean, I have like distinct moments of pride. You know, I think, you know, we were with Jeff Rosenstock when Worry came out the same day and just seeing how happy he was and how, how just what a good positive vibe everybody was having that day was really nice. And then he played a sold out show that night and like Will from Smith Street Band was in town and Chris Farron was there. And it was just like uh, this like really, you know, Jordan from Roswell Kid was there. It was just this really like joyous night where like everyone was celebrating together. So that was really cool. Um, you know, watching pup main stage at fest this past year was unreal like that many people like i can't even believe that many people listen to that band <laughs> like it's just crazy <laughs> like so there's a, a i can probably think of a lot more just like that i mean i have just the same kind of emotional reaction when i watch allison weiss play wait for me every time you know yeah. or like it's just every time i see her play it to 20 people to 100 people it's the same feeling um yeah i, I could probably think of so many more but those just stand out that's got to be so special to not only watch them grow in their career, but also to be able to know them as people too, and be that close to watching things develop in their career. Yeah. Have you been able to build really cool relationships with anybody as a result of that? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say that some of these people are my best friends. Like I love, like the relationships we have with all of our bands are really strong, all of us here, but some of them I like literally can, I know I can try like there's certain members of certain bands and stuff that I, we've just been able to forge really strong relationships. Um, but yeah, I couldn't even literally all of them were like, they're like literally like our friends. They're our family. So I kind of get that impression too. Cause, um, because, you know, we both are big fans of the fest in Gainesville. <laughs> I was yeah. able to follow you like kind of on social media and it's been really cool to see your, your personal excitement kind of shows whenever <laughs> like you were sharing like pup videos and like, promoting yeah. that's new record and it's got to be really cool to be able to say hey my friend's doing this cool project and I get to promote it that's yeah you amazing. just it just makes you more emotionally invested I guess and you want to win just even more you know like you want to do better just because you like the person you know it's like it's definitely a lot easier to hustle for somebody you love than somebody you think is sort of a dick you know <laughs> like it's just so much easier so it's it makes it so it's like you're hustling for your friends and it's awesome yeah and I kind of see that spilling into not only the actual production of music but the sharing in music too that side one done like community playlist of like all these artists I fell in love with that because (laughs) so many um so many labels these days they're still kind of boys clubs and it was really nice to see you know bands that were listed that involved women whether they were a front vocalist or if they were drummer you know it was interesting to see that there were bands that you know were queer that were just unique is that something that you kind of want to promote within the community as well kind of build that home with side one dummy 
Um, I think it's something that, like, it's funny you point that out because it was totally, hi, Bear. It was totally unintentional. Um, it's something that I think we obviously, there's two women who aren't here. And so it's like, there's, it's obviously something that's in our heads. Like, we are very aware of it. Um, but it's also like that, building that playlist, we were building that out of the bands we love and the bands that we feel are a part of our community or just are underrepresented in general. So it's funny that like you notice that more because for me, it's like it's, it wasn't an intentional thought of like, oh, how many female identifying bands can we get into this playlist? It was just more like what bands make sense and what fits into this community that we've started to build and that, you know, we feel that they sort of belong and whether or not they're on the label or, you know, or signed somewhere else, they're still a part of what we're talking about. Um, but I think it is something, you know, we think about and that's why we try to do everything with such a positive vibe and an inclusive vibe. And I don't think that that necessarily means that we have to have a checklist, you know, and run down our checklist and make sure we're, we're counting everybody in there. But I think as long as the, the message that the label and all of our work puts out is positive and inclusive, I think that we're doing a pretty good job. That's awesome. Well, I love hearing that. I thought it was really cool that you kind of described about how like unintentional it was that you kind of were able to reflect the community within this playlist and yeah. being able to kind of express that. I think one of the things I really admire about your label as well is you're not just all guys producing music that are all men and stuff. I find it yeah. difficult to find enough good, really strong indie labels and stuff. And you mentioning that the there were two women on your that on your label that are kind of working there. It feels like it's really reflective of what the community really is. Yeah, I think it's I think it's significantly more important that the message is inclusive versus just having a checklist of like making sure you have everyone represented. It's more just like make sure that you're just doing good work and you're positive and you're letting those people know they are welcome here. Just, you know, as much as I want that, you know, I want to have a diverse roster and I think we do. We have a pretty diverse roster. Um but it is something that we constantly think about, but you tend to see that the argument is more just like looking at it as like a surface value thing. And I think it's important to look at it from different angles too, and to look at like, what's the message they put out, you know, like not so much just looking at it on a surface value, but like, yeah, there's two women who work there. Oh yeah, there's this, like I'm looking at all the other aspects of it as well. Cause I think that's just as important. It makes, it makes us feel sort of like when we see those kind of arguments online and stuff where people are like, kind of looking at it on surface value it makes my coworker and I you know like two women who are here hustling for this stuff it makes us feel sort of like oh so we're just nothing like you know what I mean like, because we're just back here hiding out and it's like well no like we're we're doing something too and we're we're making sure that our fans feel welcome no matter who's on the roster you know um and I think that's really important so yeah I mean I think it's just one of the most cohesive messages I think I've seen in the scene in general, because, you know, not only do you have the people that work on your label, but your bands are promoting, you know, yeah. gender equality, race equality, all of it. It's mm -hmm. a whole package. I mean, whenever I can look to see that, you know, Alison Weiss is a very passionate person when it comes to production of her music, as well as promotion and being inclusive. And then the label behind her is, has the same exact message. That's just beautiful to see in the scene yeah. in general. So it's really cool that yeah. that's the culture that you've built, essentially. Yeah, I think, you know, we're just, we we sign bands and artists that we feel like our values line up with and that we get along with and that we just like as people. So it's like, you know, we're not going to just, we don't just blindly sign stuff. We make sure we hang out first and we talk and we get to know each other. And that's how you end up getting both the community feeling from our, you know, just witnessing our relationships, but you also get the like, you see that like we support them because we have the same values and we believe in the same things.
Well, that's awesome. So another question I have for you is who are you listening to right now? What um, artists are you drawn to personally? Like non-side one, I guess. Um, my favorite <laughs> band, new band is Mom Jeans. Nice. Um, yeah, that's my new favorite band. I saw them a couple weeks ago and they're great. Um, what else do I like? I'm going to check my Spotify. <laughs> that's my go-to. Scroll through there. <laughs> Who am I listening to the most lately? <laughs> yeah, I like save. I have like a playlist that I keep all my like current favorites on. Um, I recently, my, my husband turned me on to this band. I think they're from Minneapolis called Retirement Party. Oh, okay. I've heard that um, name. I think they're playing the alternatives like South by Southwest Showcase, which tells me all I need to know about them. That they're yeah, they booked an incredible lineup. That showcase, I literally, I told them yesterday, I was like, please make a playlist of all those bands because it's such a good lineup. <laughs> like, I want to listen to it all. Oh, also, there's this guy, Lincoln. I don't know if it's a band or just one guy, but there's this song called Smoky Eyes that uh, is on an EP they just put out. And that song is unreal. It reminds me of like Midtown. And I think that it's released through one of the guys from Midtown's label. So I think okay. <laughs> but that song is really, really good. I also really like the new Diet Sig song. Oh my gosh. The new Diet Sig song is like my new life anthem. It feels like. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. As soon as they released that song, I'm like, okay, that full length, I need it. I ordered it immediately. It was a must yeah. So there's so many good releases that are coming up this year. Are there any yeah. that you're particularly excited about whether it's side one dummy or outside of the label um well i'm permanently excited about every side one dummy release ever um <laughs> i think that the new smith street band album is life-changing i love it so much i listen to it two or three times a day oh, um, man, jealous <laughs> yeah and the new uh roswell kid record i will say nothing about but that's happening and coming very soon um and i mean other than side one i don't even know who's putting out albums uh um, <laughs> Tim Casher, Tim Casher's record um, is great, and that's coming out at some point. Um, the Sorority Noise record is going to come out, and I'm sure that's going to be great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like literally live off of my Spotify like release radar to know who's got records coming out. <laughs> it's so hard to keep track of everybody. There's so it many really good ones is. that are yeah. coming. You oh, know. I love the Obsessives. I love that band, and I love that song yeah. Super Rosa. That one deserves a shout out. Awesome. Well, there goes there. my dog. <laughs> doing laps around the house now. No, yeah. uh, that's, that's just so awesome. There's so much great music to look forward to. And, you know, I think if anything, some of my most anticipated are always coming from Side One Dummy for the past, like, probably three years straight. I'm like, everybody has put out some of my top records have come from that label. So I'm very pleased Yay. with everybody that you're bringing out there. So. Great. Oh. That's exciting. Well, we're working on a lot of cool stuff, so I'm sure it'll just, hopefully it'll keep going. Okay. Well, another question for you here. Um, if you could work with any artist that isn't on Side One Dummy yet, who would it be? Like, like, there, I don't know, like, so basically like an artist that like my dream to work with? Yeah, they can either be indie, they can be any genre, anybody ever, dead or alive even, I'll um, give you that. <laughs> I don't know. Let me think. Um, hmm. Damn, that's tough. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't know. Um, this is a, it's a it's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would love to have worked with Aretha Franklin or some like some like legends and stuff like Motorhead or something like that. <laughs> tight. Like, um, I love Baroness. I would love to work with either them or bands like them. Like, I think that that whole like 
stoner rock stoner metal stuff is really cool um I think the Dixie Chicks are super cool. <laughs> um, I would love to work with like Drake or someone. Like I don't know. Like I think a lot of there's a lot of like bigger stars that are really interesting and doing interesting stuff or just like legacy acts that it would have been awesome to be a part of what they did or like contributed to music. Um, and I think currently, I mean, I don't know who am I jealous of. I think Polyvinyl is building a really cool roster. Um, they've got a lot of great bands like Power Bottom and stuff like that that it would be a blast to work with them um, yeah I don't know that's kind of that's the answer <laughs> I, don't know. I could probably go on for a while like I would just think of band like songs I like and be like I would like to work with that band that'd be cool I know I find myself doing that even just as somebody with a podcast I'm sitting here thinking I'm like I'll hear a new song by a band that's newer or maybe they're existing and I'm like damn it'd be really cool to interview them or like do some video with them or work with them in some capacity but yeah (laughs) it's it's perpetual like oh I wish or maybe that will happen or I'm gonna make that happen mentality so that's really cool what are some goals that you have for maybe even this year for yourself at Side One Dummy? Um, I think we just want to keep uh, doing what we're doing <laughs> uh, and have <laughs> as great of a year this year as we did last year. Um, and then I think it's important to to all of us to get that branding of our community uh, out to more people. And, you know, we're, we're starting it through things like that playlist you mentioned and stuff like that, but just making sure more people see that, you know, this is a place where they're, not just welcome, but they're also really valued and important to what we do. Um, we launched a new street team. We moved into a new office, and our new office is actually a pop-up shop. So we'll Can be open to the public. Can you tell me about public. that? I saw some pictures. Yeah. It looks amazing. Yeah, it's really – we just had this, like, friends and family night the other night to sort of celebrate it. Um, but uh, it's awesome. It's basically we turned half this new location, half of it. It's a storefront in Glendale. And the front half of it is basically set up like a record store. Um, And our idea was basically like we always held these kind of private events for fans at the old office. And so we wanted to keep doing that. But we were like, how do we get even closer to people? And so then we thought, well, we could just sell straight to them. You know, we just have a store. Um, The idea is to keep doing events, keep having like in stores and like secret shows and stuff like that. But then also now we can be like, hey, this Friday, you know, come get by the brand new Meatwave album straight from us here in Glendale. You know, like we can, um, ideally someday we want to be able to like sell fan art or zines and things that our fans are creating. Like if fans are inspired by the bands that we're working with and they create art, I want to sell it. You know, I want to share it with the world. So it was just another, the idea behind it was just a way for us to sort of get closer again to our fans and to make them feel more part of everything. That's really beautiful, you know, to be able to have that kind of accessibility. I'm sure your local scene will love having that there. And then it's cool. I think it was, let's see here, was Side One Dummy at Wrecking Ball last year? Because, yeah, yeah, I remember because I went up to the tent and I was so ecstatic because I got the Chris Farron record like weeks in advance. Early, yeah. And I'm like, I'm remembering now how cool it was to have that kind of proximity to everybody and then being able to get the record. And then yeah. and that's like a permanent feature in your community. That's just amazing. I'm very excited. That's pretty much all. where the idea, the idea came from like my coworker and I going to these festivals and selling and having booths at, at festivals and thinking like we would just, every festival we went to, we met so many great fans and we met our friend Tommy who writes for the alternative. We met him at Wrecking Ball and like we've met fans that have turned into friends and people we trust and like we go to for 
ideas and things like that. So it's like, we were just like, God, I want that feeling of like being around fans all day permanent. You know, like I want to be with them and talk to them because you learn a lot. You learn a lot from your, your fans. And I look at, I look at fans just as big of a part of this as any of us are. So it's just like having even a closer accessibility to them is great. And it's, it's great for our local scene, but it's also great that, you know, you know, we've had plenty of people over the years, fans who are visiting LA with their family and they wish they could come see side one, like stuff like that. It's like, if I, if you give me two days notice, I'll make sure I'm here. You know, I'll open the door for you. You know, like even if we're not open, I'll, I'll be here. Um, so I'll have to remember that if I'm ever out there. I'd yeah, love please, see please it. do. Please do. It's, it's, it's important to us. We, we wanted to capture that feeling that we get when we're out on the road and we, we meet people. We wanted to have that here too. That's awesome. You're going to keep going out on the road, right? I think so. I mean, I, I'm bummed that Wrecking Ball is not happening this year, um, but we'll be, I'm sure we'll be at Fest. Um, I don't know if there's ever, whenever things seem to make sense or we have a couple bands playing, we'll probably be there. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'll have to keep an eye out for you at Fest this mm. year. Because that's a must. <laughs> always, always at fat. I don't know. One year I'm going to just not go, but I don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> I know. I'm like four or five years in now, and I'm like, okay, I don't think I'm nope. stopping anytime soon yeah, with the lifestyle. Yep, exactly. <laughs> well, awesome. Is anybody never really over anyone? Is anybody lying? Does anybody feel like checking out and going home? I can't be alone. Does anybody feel like kissing strangers when they're sad? Does anybody wonder how it ever got this bad?
You just heard my interview with Jamie Coletta. As you can hear throughout this episode, we have a lot of really great musicians that are working with Jamie at Side One Dummy, and it's really special to be able to showcase that here within not only the podcast, but to know about that throughout the scene. So I'm hoping that all of you tune in to all the cool happenings that will be happening at Side One Dummy and support the women, femmes, everybody you know who's involved in the music scene. It's not just musicians, it's not just vocalists, it's not just people who, you know, are a token on your lineup for a show. It turns out it's so much more than that. We have people who are working even behind the scenes, working with your favorite musicians and doing really cool things. So, keep tuned, find some labels you really love and support, and stay angry. When you're a ghost When you're a ghost Sit around and talk